We are uh, coming to the end of our campaign. Last week, I, I, I talked about how you shouldn't feed your puppies grapes and all that. A lot of you are concerned. So my puppy's here. Just want to let you know that she's fine. She's great. You know, she's, she survived. Um, no more grapes for her, though. So, okay, see you later. <clears throat> I know some of you all were just so, so concerned for um, our puppy. But she is, um, she's fine. My pocketbook ain't, but um, she is. <clears throat> grapes are expensive fruits. Never again. But I want to you know, encourage you to, 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 if you're a part of this campaign and you've got a workbook, you're in a small group, um, uh, finish strong. Yeah, finish strong. Uh, keep, keep practicing what you're learning. You know, that's the most important thing. You know, last week we talked about uh, praying for healing and how we all can pray for healing, you know, and, and uh, one of the people that uh, we prayed for last week and and she felt a whole lot better with her foot and um, her arch and the whole thing. She said, it's still good. You know, so God, healing is there. And, you know, you know we just got to keep practicing. You know, so all the different things that, that you, you've learned. Now, some of you are thinking you came in midway or maybe this is the first time. Thinking, what, what workbook are you talking about? Um, you know, there's a workbook that people have been going through. And it, you do a little bit every day. And in that workbook... As you work through things, you'll, 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 um, you'll be exposed and you'll learn about, you'll be reminded about different areas of prayer. And it's a really good workbook. It's a really, um, it's a really good reminder to a lot of people. You know, right now there is a group meeting across the hall and um, they're doing the whole thing in, uh, in Chinese. You know, there is a, there's Chinese subtitles to one and there are um, Chinese workbooks and all that. And they're, they're having a really good time right across the way there. So, but if some of you are like, man, I, man, I wish I was a part of that, um, come see me after if you want to get a, We have some extra workbooks so you can do it, you know, whatever. That might be a good thing. But just keep praying and keep seeing what God will do because God's going to do great things. You know, um, prayer is so important. Today I wanted to talk about something as, you know, we kind of come to the end of this campaign, is I wanted to talk about something that most everybody has thought about at one time, you know. It's, um, it's something that I've, you know, that many of you and myself included, you've been disappointed about, you know, in terms of God. It's something that I had to wrestle with. And the question is, you know, why are there times when God says no why are there times when God says no when we pray? You know, I'm sure most everyone here have prayed. There are times where you look and God's not answered, and you kind of wonder why. Why hasn't God answered? And um, this morning, I just wanted to, to share some things that, that I've learned and that I've clung on to um, that have helped me to understand that there are times um, when God does say no, and why, why would he say no, and what's that all about, and how can I respond to that? So if you have your bulletin, uh, you can just follow along. There's notes in there. But I just wanted to give you some reasons why God says no at times, all right? The first thing is God says no when he has a bigger perspective, that when he has a bigger 
perspective. You see, our God is omniscient. That means that he, he, he's all-knowing, and that nothing escapes uh, his attention, that he knows the future. He knows us inside and out. He sees the, the, the big picture. He sees the whole picture. Hebrews 4.13 says, Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. There's nothing in all of creation that is hidden from him. And when we pray and, and ask God for something, we just can't see all the implications of what we're asking for, right? We don't know the ramifications and the implications of what could happen if God really did answer that prayer in the future. We just don't know because we don't know the future. We don't know the good it'll bring. We don't know the, the potential bad that it could bring. And the truth is every prayer has consequences. Every answer to prayer has consequences, and it's only God who can see everything that's ahead. And there are times when God says no to protect us from something that we just can't see. In Proverbs 2.8, it says that God, he, he guards the path of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Now, now what, what this is all about, that there are times when God's going to say no out of protection for you. And if you're a parent, you understand that. When your little kid asks you for something and you know it's going to be dangerous or whatever, you know, you say no. You don't say yes to everything. And you do it out of love and you do it to protect your child. And, and, and there are times when God says no, but it doesn't mean that he's going to protect us and take us out of every kind of trouble. Because you know as well as I, there are times as a Christian, we got to go through tough times. And as Rick Warren says, it, it doesn't mean that he takes you out of the frying pan that you're in. He may leave you in the frying pan. He just keeps you from getting burned. That he's just going to keep you from getting burned. It's like the story of the three young Hebrew men who defied the king in Daniel 3. And and because of their defiance, the king was going to throw them into that fiery furnace, right? And so they prayed and said, God, will you keep us out of the fiery furnace? And God said, no. God said, no. He let them go through the fiery furnace. You know? But what happened? That he walked with them through the fiery furnace. That he was right there. And when they came out, the ropes that tied them down were burned off. They were burned off, you know, that they came out, they were untouched, unburned, you know, they were not burned, and, and, and they came out free. And there are times when we pray and we plead with God, and we say, God, please don't let us go through this fiery challenge, right? You've been there, I've been there. And man, this is too much. That I, 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 you got to get me out of this. And, and there are times when God's going to say, um, you're going to have to go through this, that you're going to go through this challenge. But when you come out on the other side, and you will come out on the other side, that you're going to be free, that you're going to be free. And there may be ropes of unhealthy habits that God's going to burn off, or ropes of fear, unhealthy ropes of fear or guilt or shame, ropes that have been binding you up for years and years are going to get burnt off. 
Because there are times when God says no to set you free. There are times because of our omniscient God who's all-knowing that he knows everything and he's saying no to something we ask for because he has a bigger perspective. There are also times when God says no when he has a better plan, when he has a better plan. And we think, oh, God, man, God, if I get this job, man, this, this is it. This is the job. And again, in, in God's omniscience and wisdom, he has a far better plan for us than what we think, that he answers our prayers at times, but not in the way that we would want him to, right? There's so many times when you pray, and he doesn't answer them the way I would like them to, like him to. And in Isaiah 55, it says, you know, we talked about this last week. You know, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you can imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. God's ways are higher and better than anything we could imagine. And his plans for us are better than we could imagine. You know, and I'm so grateful. I am so grateful for for how much he loves me, and he wants the very best for me. And even if it means saying no to something that I'm asking for. And I look back when I was six or seven years old, you know, I wanted to marry Doris Day. She acted in Calamity Jane, and I thought that was the coolest thing. You know, a, a girl with guns, you know, like a cowboy. And I said, I'm going to marry that girl. You know, I'm so glad that God gave me said no, and God gave something Gave me something better, you know. I think Doris Day is dead right now. So, you know, it's, it's so much better now for me. Uh, at one time, I wanted to be uh, a baker of all things. Then I wanted to, to get into the carpet business, you know. God said no. And, and he gave me something so much better. When we were living, you know, in, our, in, our, in the condo in, in Salt Lake, and it just seemed like, man, if we don't, buy a, a condo now, we'll never be able to buy anything, you know? And, and, and we ask God, and we ask people to pray with us, and we ask God, God, can we buy this condo? And, and everybody that we asked, including us, said no. God said no. They said, I think God said no. We even did the scary thing. We just said, can you guys pray about a big decision we have to make? We're not going to tell you what it is. Just pray that either yes or no. The answer was no. I look back, and uh, I look at God's timing. I look at how God miraculously opened the door for us to finally get a place. And I look back, and his timing, and what his plans were just so much better than what I thought. That's what Hebrews 11, 39 to 40 reminds us. All these people, and he's talking about all these people, all this, sometimes it's called the, the, the faith hall of fame, people who have worked and people who have um, lived by faith in a really great way. And he says, of all these people, earned a great reputation because of their faith. And get this, yet none of them received all that God had promised. See, they didn't get everything, you know. But God is good, and sometimes God says no because he has a better plan. God, God says no sometimes because he has a bigger perspective. 
Sometimes he says no because he's got a better plan. And then God says no sometimes when he has a greater purpose. That God's created you with a purpose, and his purpose is so much greater than you think. In Psalm 57, verse 2, it says, I cry out, the psalmist says, I cry out to God most high, to God who will fulfill his purpose in me. See, God has a purpose, and he's going to fulfill it in you. And not everything that happens in your life is good. You know, there's bad stuff that happens. Maybe because you've made some bad choices, or, or people have made bad choices and that affected you. But the amazing thing is that God can take our mistakes. He can use our mistakes. He can use the mistakes of other people. And that, that he can work all those things. And he can use all those stuff in our lives. All this stuff. Even unanswered prayer. Because he's got a greater purpose. That he loves us. And he's going to fulfill his greater purpose in our lives. And right now, you may be going through the ringer. Right? There may be something right now that you're asking God, God, just take away this struggle. If you would just do this, my life would be great. God, if you would just remove this problem. And maybe what God wants you to know is that he has a greater purpose. That he has a greater purpose. That, that yes, he will get you through this. And there's something greater that he's doing in your life. 1 Peter 1.7 says, These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far from precious than mere gold, so when your faith remains strong through these trials, it brings you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Christ Jesus is revealed to the whole world. Even the tough times, and even the challenge you're going through right now, God is using that because he has a greater purpose. That there are times when God says no. And it's really, really hard for us to understand. But there are times when he says no because he has a greater purpose. And it doesn't make sense at the time. We feel kind of abandoned by God. But God's there, and he wants the very, very best. He has a greater purpose. You know, when we were at MGMC and I was there with um, Pastor Cal Chinin, and, and we were like partners in, in so many things, and God had given us a really great vision and a big vision beyond just this church. And we had a vision and we had a plan that we were going to be sending out people and we would be starting churches all over the place. And we were going to train up people Send them out, you know. And so we prayed. God, this is exciting. God said, no. He says, Mark, I need you to go out. I need you to go out. And I was like, what? And it was so, it just didn't make sense, you know, that, that if I stayed, then together we could work and, and we could multiply if I go, I just do one. We could do so much more damage, you know, for the kingdom of God. But, but God had a greater purpose. And I look back, and I am so grateful, and I am so thankful that 
that today, Moanalua Gardens Missionary Church and Pastor Cal, they are affecting the whole world. You know, that, 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 that Pastor Cal is, is, is going around the world sharing just amazingly wonderful things. The church is thriving. You know, that we're here and we're still partners, but we're here and Streams of Life and, you know, a Hawaii China Mission Church and other churches will get started. God had a greater purpose. And sometimes because of that, he says no to things we ask for. So the question is, okay, God says no. I'm not so thrilled about that. What do I do? What do you do when God says no? Really quickly this. First thing is when God says no, you just trust. You trust that God loves you and does everything in your best interest. You just trust that he got your best interest in mind. Psalm 25 verse 10 says, All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful to those toward those who keep the demands of his covenant. You can trust God because he loves you and he's faithful even when he says no. Because when he says no, you got three options. You can resist, get mad at God, turn your back on him. Okay, God, shoot. If, you know what? If you don't want to play the game my way, then I'm out of here. You really don't love me. Yeah? You can resist. Or you can resent it and become bitter toward God. And you get bitter toward God and you never experience all that he has for you. you know? Or you can relax and trust that God always has your best interest in mind. Say, God, I don't understand but I'm going to trust you because I know, I know you got a bigger perspective. I know you got a better plan. I know that, you know, you have a greater purpose. And there are times, you know, that, that, that we resist. When God says no, we think for some reason he's our genie in the bottle and he's supposed to do everything we want him to do. And when he does it, we get angry. And then we get angry at him. We get angry at the church. We get angry at all kinds of things. And say, you know, God's not doing the things I want him to do. And the question is, if when we do that, how is that working out? How is that working out? But if you would trust, and you say, okay, God, I'm just going to trust you, you put yourself in a position where God can do something. So when God says no, you got to trust. You got to you got to resist the temptation to resist or to be resentful. You just got to trust. Not only do you trust, you pray what Jesus prayed when he was facing a cross. Okay? The time of Jesus' crucifixion was near. He knew it. Almighty God, Jesus, who, who never died, he was eternal, was going to experience death and separation from his father for the first time in all eternity. And he was going to have the sins. Of, he who is without sin was going to feel the weight of all the sin in all the world. Everybody in the world. And he would, he would experience all that soon enough. He would be crucified for the sins of the world. And so in Mark chapter 14, verse 35, he went out a little further and fell to the ground. He's in the garden, right? And if it were, so you see, he prays that 
if it were possible, the awful hour awaiting him might pass him by. And he says, Abba, Father. He, he, he cries out. He says, Dad. Saying, Daddy. Dad. Abba, Father. Everything is possible for you. Everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Can you imagine your little child, your child, coming up to you and say, Dad, Mom, please take this suffering away from me. How would you feel? What would you do? But Jesus didn't stop there. He says, please take this cup of suffering away from me yet, yet, but I want your will to be done, not mine. He says, you know what? I don't want to suffer. I don't want to go through all that. But even above all that, I want what's best. Your will, not mine, be done. And Jesus prayed. Yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. And when God says no, Pray like Jesus prayed. You can share and say, God, I'm so disappointed. I'm so frustrated. I'm so angry. I'm mad. I know I'm being a big baby. I'm frustrated. But don't stop there. Don't stop there. Pray like Jesus and say, you know what? I, am, I don't get it. I don't like it. But your will not mine be done. I know you got a bigger, I know you got a bigger perspective. I'm going to trust that you do anyway. That you got a better plan. That you got a greater purpose and I just don't understand it. But your will, not mine be done. Pray. Pray like Jesus prayed. God says no, you trust. And you pray like how Jesus prayed. And then you expect God to give you his amazing grace to accompany his answer. That you pray for grace. You pray for the power. Grace is God's power to handle pain, to do the right thing anyway, even when it's painful. See, you just pray for God's grace when God says no. The Apostle Paul was used by God in just world-changing ways. He, has, he wrote almost half of the whole New Testament. He went and he, he took the good news about Jesus throughout the whole entire world at that time, pretty much, that he went out and he was doing amazing things. Yet in the midst of all that, he had what was described as a thorn in the flesh. We don't exactly know what that thorn in the flesh was, but, but he says that he prayed. And he asked God to take it away. And, and you think, man, here's this guy. He is just on fire for me. I'm not going to allow anything to hinder him. And if there is a thorn in his side, if I remove that, he could do so much more. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul explains something. He says, three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. <clears throat> He prayed and he prayed and he prayed. And if anybody had a right to be answered, it was Apostle Paul. Because he was doing so much for God. Each time, he said, 
God said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. Wow. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of God can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in the insults and hardships and persecution and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. God said no. Paul didn't resist. Paul didn't resent. He said, shoot, I'm just going to trust you, God. And God says, you're going to have to go through this. But you're going to have to go through this. But my grace is all you need. I will supply the power you need to get through this. And Paul understood something that we all need to understand. See, a lot of times, you know, we come to God and we're really selfish and self-centered. And we don't think so. You know, we come, we have a rotten attitude, and we say, you know, God, blah, blah, blah. you know. But God is saying, as long as you lift yourself up, as long as you're selfish, as long as you want to do things your way, as long as you want to do things in your power, you're going to miss out on something. Because it is when you're weak, then you will be strong. You know, as crazy as that sounds, God wants us to be weak. You know? What does that look like? You know, there, there are people, and, and you know, all of us have gifts and talents and all these things. And we think, oh, man, I could use, you know, you know what? I could do better than she could. I could do better than he could. You know, I'm better than all these people. And God says, yeah, great. Because, because power is not where that is. Power is when you are weak, then you become strong. That God wants us to humble ourselves. And, and that's the choice we have. And of all people, the Apostle Paul <clears throat> recognized this. And God used him in powerful ways. Because in the end, it was out of his weakness. It was all the hard things he went through and out of his weakness that God made us strong. And God said no, so that Paul could be strong. It's not easy. It's not easy when God says no, right? It's just not. It's not easy for you. not easy for me. It's not easy for any of us when God says no. And I can look back at some very critical times in my life when I desperately prayed and asked God to answer prayer. Prayer to sustain a person's life so I could spend just five, five minutes with them. God said no. Prayers for the healing of a 10-month-old baby who without surgery or without healing would have to endure emergency surgery. You know? Man, God, come on, cut us a break. <laughs> You know, cut us a break. Just answer that one. I said, no. Prayers for deliverance, for someone headed down a path that would end up being very costly for them. God, open their eyes. They would just turn, God. Prayers for a young person struggling with substance abuse. That is, something doesn't change. 
The results could be devastating. Like, God, got to do something. Got to do something. Prayer for a newborn baby born with multiple challenges, so loved by his parents and family that without healing from God, his life would be over. Innocent baby, God, come on. And sometimes God says no. Some prayers, been praying and praying, still unanswered. Come on, God. Hasn't been easy. You know, there's a time in my life when I allowed unanswered prayer to really mess up my life. I began to believe that God really didn't love me. That somehow it wasn't that God wasn't able, it wasn't that God wasn't loving, that for some reason he didn't love me. That I wasn't good enough. And that led, that led me to a, 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 to a path where I was just working so hard, <clears throat> trying to earn love from God. Trying to say, God, you know, look at all that I'm doing, and, and hopefully, God, you'll see what I'm doing, and one day you'll say, all right, Mark, now you're good enough. And the truth is that I would, that I would never be good enough, you know? That I would just continue working and, and praying and waiting and working so that God would maybe somehow notice me. And I got to tell you, that was, that was the most miserable time in my life, you know? Because I could never do enough. Can't do enough. I'm a sinner saved by grace. And if it wasn't for God's love and grace reaching out to me, I know I wouldn't be standing here today. I would just be off doing something bitter. Bitter at a God who just didn't find me worthy to love. I would have walked away. I am so grateful. I'm so grateful that God didn't give up that God didn't give up on me, that he continued to extend his grace, that his power to hold me up, his power to heal my heart, his power to open my eyes to the truth. I am so grateful. You know, like they say, the rest is history. Or, more accurately, the rest is his story. Because I look, and I know whether he answers prayer or not, he's good. He loves me. And when he says no, you know, he got a better, he's got a bigger, a lot bigger perspective than what I have. He has a better plan. He's always had a better plan. And he has a greater purpose. I'm so glad. There are times when God says no, but no matter how God answers, his answers are answers of love. You know, when he says no, it's out of love. Hey, dad, can I, can I drink this Coke before I go to sleep? No, my three-year-old son, you can't. That's an answer out of love. 
hey, Joe, can I, can I just fry up a pound of bacon for a snack? You know? And the wife says, no, nah, I don't think that's a good idea. It's an answer of love, isn't it? There are some of you right now that, you, that, you, that you're right where I was. That you've prayed, and you, maybe you prayed for some big things, maybe you prayed for you know, a bunch of things, and you prayed for things that you thought were so, so important. And maybe God said no. Or maybe God has it answered, and you feel really far from God. And that you're kind of angry, maybe, like how I was. You know, I, I believe that today, that, that God wants to break through in your life. God wants to break through in your life. That he wants to break through the lies. That he wants to give you the truth. That he does love you. That he loves you. And all of his answers of, in prayer is out of love. And, and I believe this, right? That, that as we close this service, if you feel like you've been disappointed in prayer, you feel like, man, I know exactly how you feel, Mark. That if you feel like that, I'm going to ask you just to take a step of faith. And you just come up here, and I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to pray for you. Because God wants to set you free. He wants you to know in your knower how much he loves you. And that all his answers, and even when he said no, they were answers of love. Because he did have a, and he does have a bigger perspective. He does have better plans. He does have a greater purpose for your life. So what we're going to do is, worship team, we're going to close this with a song. Right? And um, we're just going to sing this song. And, and, and from the time that we sing this song and we end this service, I'm going to ask you if, you, if you've ever felt like how I felt, just come up. And I'm just going to pray for you. And I believe God's going to set you free. All right? Well, let's pray. Right. Father, thank you that it is hard when we pray and, and you say no. And how... It's so easy to think it's because I didn't have enough faith or, or you didn't love me or I didn't pray right or whatever. But the truth is, you had something better. Help us to see that, Father. I pray. I pray that we would all go out with more confidence and faith and trust in you that we would go out and we would pray even more, that we would pray for healing, that we would pray for people, that we would pray for, for the people at our workplaces, at our homes, we'll pray for our loved ones, and for those prayers that we've been praying for maybe months and years, that we would continue to persevere in prayer. Because you are a God who answers prayer. You are the God who loves us like no other. So we just thank you, Father, for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen.